Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my Fun of the Sun, Love and Summer co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... The Virgins. The Virgins, a band that we would never, ever, 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 ever cover on this show if it were up to us, <laughs> which means this is a Patreon request. If I could quote Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> ever. Sorry. I should have tried. You should have ended it there with that weird sound. It would have been way better of a quote. I was trying to do, he does like this never, ever thing, and I just, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think the mystery is far more entertaining than even knowing the reference. Yeah, people this can is, use Google. This is, this is requested on Patreon by Horacio. Horacio, if y'all remember from way back when, requested our Spice Girls episode. So clearly this guy is a very, uh, he likes us. You know what? He likes pop music and he keeps it around to two or three albums, which I can appreciate. He's at, first of all, he's giving us a ton of money. So thank yes. you for always supporting us. Yes. But also... He's really fucking good at like, ah, you guys listen to a lot of albums here. Here's a, here's a quick one. Here's a quick one. Very good at that. Yes. But the, the contents of those short ones is usually something enraging. And, and I'm going to say something out the gate. Sure. First of all, if you're a fan of the virgins, you probably shouldn't watch this episode. I'm going to go ahead and assume, but I would 10 times out of 10, listen to Spice Girls over the virgins. Oh, same. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Same. That. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it because we got a lot of a lot of heat for that Spice Girls episode. Their first album, I would listen to like over so many albums. It's great. It's a great pop album. Dude. So many great. albums. That so that first Spice Girl albums, it's a banger. And and this band is well, I don't like what they do. But even if I didn't like what they do, I can always be turned. I can always be turned, and I was not turned. <laughs> I don't like what they do. I don't like what they stand for. I don't like virginity. What, what do you mean? Uh, just like it's very shallow and vain. Um, it seems like yeah, I'm looking at a photo of the guys right now. They look like people I probably wouldn't want to hang out with or no, get along I, with. I wouldn't want to either. They're all I, standing exactly the same too. Yeah, and then like I stumbled across a quote about them breaking up and i was like oh go fuck yourself go fuck yourself wait why um so getting ahead of things this is a very short-lived band indeed and uh it's basically one man donald cumming yep yep and regarding breaking up the band he said i was a young guy and i wanted to be in a band and it was great but I don't feel that way anymore. I'm an adult now, and I think there's something really unsettling about a grown man walking around pretending to be a teenager. So well, I agree with that, but being in a band doesn't mean you're trying to be a teenager unless you're fucking a moron. <laughs> uh, yes, that's part one. And then part two is like, fuck, like, fuck you. You had everything handed to you on a silver platter. These guys did not work hard not once. Not once. They had... Do you have citations, Alex? Um. So, according to a, a. a record label where... or I, for, I forget the site, sorry. I should have wrote that down, but if you Google the virgins, there's a record label that, like, talks about their, their, their upbringings and such. Should we plug... Colt or Atlantic or... Uh, oh, you mean uh, our history should, boy? No, should we do plugs oh, in general? Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I, sorry, I, I came. We in. jumped right into yeah. the band, which is we, we never do. Uh, if you're still here and you know we hate the band, maybe you want to hang out with us and while we talk about other bands that we probably enjoy a lot more. Uh, you know, subscribe if you want to help us out. Talk shit in the comments. Leave your picks for best and worst. If you're familiar with the band, or if you hate the band, which would be nice and fun. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can find a Spotify playlist on the Virgins in the description. Uh, I mean, they're usually very, they're very short. I I don't know. You know what? Because we we don't make these plays until after we do the episode. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't like any of the I music. I threw like six songs on there. I don't think I have those. I don't think I have six songs in me. Okay, so the website I'm pulling from is. Hold on, let me finish plugs. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, we're all over the yeah. place. Uh, you can do that if you want. And, and, uh, uh, and if you feel so inclined, 
patreon.com slash every all matter if you want to suggest an artist for us just like Horacio did this time uh and it goes to show that we fucking do it regardless of of our feelings it, it, it would be a less well-rounded and thorough show if we just covered bands that we wanted to, to do which is what? I, I i don't uh, it but being being pushed out of our comfort zone is a gift and a curse. I'm just yes. going to say that. Because I have found so many bands that I would never have found otherwise that I'm excited about, especially with these requests. Some of these requests are fucking incredible. And then there's other times where I'm just, oh boy. Okay, okay. They can't all be winners. <laughs> the, the nature of this podcast, they can't all be winners. We could pick nothing but winners, but I think that would be less... Overall, less interesting for us and less interesting for you guys. And this is not a knock on Arasio or, or your taste or anything. Uh, maybe it may seem that way, but he, he knows us by now. What, you want us to fucking lie to you? We're not going to fucking lie he to you. He's very self-deprecating. He can... You you paid for our goddamn honest opinions. He knew what he was getting. <laughs> exactly. If, to give anything less would be a goddamn uh, disservice to, to all of you fine folks. But anyway, back to your... Uh, Never, ragging ragging ne- on this band. Never worked a hard day in their life. Yes. Um, so, and where I got this information from, cultrecords.com. Um, yeah, that's the one owned by the Strokes, right? Not the Strokes, but what's his face? Oh, Ju- Julian. Yes, Julian. I, I said Casablanca is like the movie. Is that really his name? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. I um, it. So this is where I'm pulling it from. Um, so... C- should I call him Cumming or Donald? Either way. Cumming is a funnier word? And it is funny. Cumming, he was a model for this photographer, Ryan. Oh, that's right. McGinley. I got you. I got you right here. Uh, I'm going to find it in about three seconds. Uh, of course. Wait. And this is... Right, yeah, Ryan McGinley. He's like apparently a fucking famous-ass photographer. Yes, he's had his photos displayed at the Whitney Museum of American Art. Man, I know so little about all that. I don't even know the fucking museum you just named. I know it's a big one. I don't know much. Take your word for it. Yes. Um, so he's a model. He met the guitar player, Wade Oates, at a photo shoot. Wade Oates. What a fake name. It is. I mean, these guys just scream fake start to finish. Um, so he met him in Mexico, and then they kind of formed the band around there. They recorded an EP in 07, and they had played... A total of two shows. Count them, two shows. Their third show, they got to play fucking Paris, France, ah, Paris Fashion Week with fucking Patti Smith and Sonic Youth. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then Atlantic Records send them. Like, yeah. Everything, everything handed this to them. stinks, dude. Yeah. Everything <laughs> handed to them on a silver platter. And this guy's going to be like, oh, being in a band is a fucking... It's a phase, baby. You it's- can't be a teenager forever. Here's the thing. I forgive all of that shit. I don't give a fuck about your journey. If I like your music, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. But I hate the music. So that just seems more obnoxious to me. Yes. They, 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 they just coasted it at a thing that clearly he was not made, meant to do. He's clearly not very good at it. He's not like a good songwriter. Didn't really seem to... They just seemed like, oh, I'm around sexy people and famous people and um let me be in a band sure i'll do that i guess so uh before we go too further we got we got a whole bunch of stuff well as much as he could possibly drum up uh from our history guy tom osman please follow him on all uh facebook instagram and twitter at tom osman sounds uh, as well as his substack at tomosman.substack.com and don't forget to check out his debut album so much for all a day's work which you can find on bandcamp apple spotify as well as the description he does all our history stuff he compiled a few interviews and his comments on this band really tickled me <laughs> tom's comments because he said this is from tom he says this music makes me tap my feet and bob my head while at the same time kind of hating it uh it says sounds like a personal problem it's not a personal problem dude this band sucks uh he says i would also like to say that for the record i did research three interviews and i have to say the content i squeezed out of them was pretty feeble i don't know if it's the interviewers or donald coming but try harder boys (laughs) it's it's bone dry yeah there's nothing about these guys they fucking didn't care at all I mean, it's the cliche like model thing, right? Yeah. You, you look good, and you have no you have no substance. No substance, and uh, man, if you're a fan of this band, you're still here. You're a masochist because we're not gonna. It's not gonna get any better. It's not gonna get any better. So, uh, 
there's the only real member of the band is Donald Cumming, who who just sang Shocker. He's not a musician, and uh, then you got Wade Oates, who was there for I guess the, the beginning. But well, there's like album one, album two, exactly, yeah. and each album is a different band essentially. Uh, so it doesn't I don't who, it doesn't matter who the other guys are. But you got you know Nick. Zaren Ackerman, Eric uh, Radensberger, Zan Aird, Max Kamins, Kamins, sorry, and John Eartherly, Eartherly. Man, I can't read these fucking names. <laughs> I'm gonna take all my anger out on all these things that don't matter. But uh, th- so okay, so, so anybody who doesn't know anything about this band, imagine a worse Franz Ferdinand, a, a worse the Strokes, a worse Strokes. This uh, is during that era of kind of dancey garage bands. Dancey, funky, white guy, asshole indie. And yes, I- <laughs> from specifically from New York. Too. Like, uh, this is, yeah, this is really like a budget version of the Strokes. Man, like, I'm not a big Strokes guy, but like I've said in the past, you're not going to deny that first album, and I get the merit, and I see why people like them, but this is like... There's nothing. There's... It's also like, this is... And it's going to sound super shallow of me, but I guess it fits the fucking episode. It's like shit, you, you'd see like a, like a Valley Girl bumping in her white convertible in LA. Oh, it's, it's, it's like... It's, it's super... It's it's fast food music. It's dog it's dog shit. Like I like the first time I heard, it, I was like, oh, I get I get it. It's fun. It's poppy. I'm tapping my feet. And it makes me feel it, it's lively. And then like three songs later, I'm like, oh, this this is I don't think I like this. And then going back to it to 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 take my notes, I was just in hell. I was yeah. in fucking hell. Uh, this is one of the one of the worst bands we covered in a long fucking time. Sorry, Russ. I, I can't <laughs> even say I was. I really don't like this band, but also it was over so quick. That, Very, uh, it was easy, and even then, like it still dragged for me. But it's not like it's. Uh, I mean, I, I there are there's definitely one album I prefer more than the other, even though I think they're both bad. But both of them are we are, doing that here? And uh, not not for two <laughs> albums. I think three, three albums is the cutoff for cut a festival. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but both albums, first of all, they sound completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. But each one is completely ripping off something specific yes and it's insane yes. <laughs> it's insane oh my god yeah the the first one is like the strokes and all that the second one is like a springsteen lou reed solo thing i have a different name to throw into that pool and we'll okay. get to it when we get to it uh so some stuff by the way i didn't mention it at first check out my ip by the way (laughs) i keep forgetting to plug stuff i have an ep and i think it's better than this hi hey you decide all right baby you decide link in the description panda monkey okay anyway uh so this is this is uh one of the interviews with 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 coming i'm not gonna get used to saying that name and it's a testament to not only what Tom said about there being nothing on this band and not them not giving any kind of information, mm-hmm. but also to the fucking lack of actual music experience and love. There's no music love here because this is the question is, is like, what is the first music that had a big impact impact on him? Mm-hmm. And this is what Cummings said. I remember listening to the records my mother used to play when I was a kid. She played Springsteen and Linda Ronstadt. I was always aware of it and listening to the lyrics. I would misinterpret or put the words together in nonsense ways, but music was always playing, and I was always singing songs. The different songs you sing in school with the whole class. I was always really engaged with music. That is... What the fuck was that? That is a (laughs) robot. That is an AI-generated answer for why do you like music? Dude, you ever been asked a question that you have no business talking about and you you fucking... Every book I've ever done... Always singing songs the different songs you sing in school with the so like <laughs> fucking like cotton eye joe and oh, like shit, these dude. like patriotic songs dude, conjunction making, junction man yeah fucking square dancing jesus christ i, I don't like yeah he's not a he's clearly not a musician obviously obviously you can hear it in the music you can hear it in the, anything he says <laughs> so uh, and, and this is <laughs> This is more about it. Like it's not like we're going to talk about as much as we can, but there's not much. Uh, another, uh, I guess, 
rumors that he like lived on the streets for a, lo- a long time. I don't believe that for one goddamn second. Nor should you, because this is his quote. He says, I left home when I was almost 16. I lived many places. To say I lived on the streets is a bit much because my friends took me in right away and I've been bouncing around ever since. We all have nights where we've come up short on a place to stay. It still happens to me sometimes, but now I get a hotel room. And then <laughs> Tom, quote, uh, Tom adds a MF coming right here. You know, MF Doom, MF, MF coming. coming, you know, yeah, clearly cut from the same cloth. Same you know? cloth. Hey, hey, two, se- hey, two, two peas in a pod. Just two guys. Two sides of the same coin. Two guys in New York coming up rough. Yeah. And, and last quote, because the name, the virgins is not Simon is whatever. It's not creative. It's not the, and no. then on top of that, you have virgin records. It's, it's not the greatest yeah. name, whatever, but uh, I don't really judge names too harshly because a lot of bands I love have bad names in my opinion, mm-hmm. but uh, they asked him about it and he, and Cummings said, doesn't it sound like fun? We want our aim to reflect our musical ambitions. Keep it sexy and not too pretentious. Or you could say young and dumb. Uh, what? Like, th- listen, I don't pick apart quotes. When we whatever we do, I never pick apart quotes. Uh, but this motherfucker is not trying. <laughs> no, no, not one bit. He's, again, he's never had to. This guy's never been told no. He's uh, never. He's never had to. Yeah. He's this young, well, dumb, and full of cum. Full of coming. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, whatever. We've shot on this fucking guy enough and we're going to do it some more. So if we're ready to get into the albums, uh, they have two. Uh, very brief. Very brief. Uh, first one came out 2008. Last one, 2013. And I guess we might as well get into it. I'm ready. Here we go, everybody. This is 2008's self-titled. Don't let a good night's fun at first come to I thought, go ahead. I thought maybe this was like a bloodhound gang type thing. I thought it was gonna be goofy, you thought it was gonna be fun. Funny. I did. Yeah. I wasn't turned off by the song at all. I actually kinda like the song. Then I realized this band's not that smart. No. Or catchy, even, nope. really. This is not even a good song. It's just a decent opener. Yeah. yeah. So you've heard stuff like this. And I imagine everyone listening has heard stuff like this. Uh, funky, funky white guy indie. And there's nothing I hate more than funky white guy indie. <laughs> There are, there are guys who do it good, though, but this uh, coming in is not one of them. It, it, it does kind of take you back, though. It does transport you back to 2008, doesn't it? It does, but uh, to compare them to uh, an obscure band, like the, the backing band for Wheeler Walker Jr., I think they changed their name recently. They used to be called Republican Hair. Oh. And they had a song called Miss Prince. And they do, like, the funny, like, white guy funk really good. Interesting. But yeah, I'm assuming Miss Prince is a is a uh, pun of sorts. It is a pun because it sounds like you're talking about calling her like oh like Miss Prince or whatever. But then it's about going through a breakup and how you miss her, but you don't miss her like you miss Prince. <laughs> I thought I thought it, you know what I thought this whole time that I was like a like a misprint like a newspaper oh like multiple misprints. oh you 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 went the the animaniacs route I did where they said dust for Prince and then dot comes back holding the singer Prince that's fucking I love that that show the, I'm not talking about the reboot I haven't uh-huh. seen the reboot but the original was so fucking re- crazy smart it was uh, not aimed at it's children. like the, yeah this is for children you guys didn't have to do this it, it's so and the, the fucking because they had all the, the licensing for Warner Bros they, they were able to so take many great things so many great things by the way this album blows <laughs> <laughs> it's, I have to tell you man this fucking was, oh my god it's bad it's forgettable um, it's just a genre album there is nothing unique or individual about anything on here speaking of white guys who kind of play funky music for some reason i like during this mundane journey i was like man i wish we were talking about smash mouth instead because smash mouth okay you can hate that music sure but you can't say it's boring 
no. <laughs> I suppose you can't. No. Never thought no. about it that way. So for some reason, I was just like, I wish I was listening to Smash Mouth. I Dude. don't know why I thought that, but I did. Listen, we don't choose our thoughts. That's why there's no free will. Okay, but that's also why why we're not. It's it's okay to, to feel that way. Because, I mean, honestly, how many albums is Smash Mouth guy? <laughs> oh, they probably have too many. Ah, way, damn, maybe I. Yeah, I just shot Smash Mouth. All right, we, we we were considering it. Fucking okay. What is there to say about this whole album that can't also be said about one song? Because it's all the same fucking Cause, thing. Cause, well, I will say between like She's Expensive and Rich Girls, I give the slight edge to She's Expensive. Yes, but so they're, both, they're both songs just like, oh, these were these were designed to be singles. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Rich Girls especially is is more egregious to me because it's it's just a cut and dry example of the genre. It's very nice. It's mm-hmm. super inoffensive. It has the fucking catchy title and chorus. It's like, how transparent can you be that you're not an artist? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Just fucking listen to Helen Oates, Rich Girl. Way better song. Or just Hollow Notes, uh, period. Period. Any Hollow Notes song. There's a, so most of the songs kind of fit that template of like, it, it's inoffensive and nice. You could put it on the background at a fucking douchey party while you're driving down a fucking sunset or something. I get the, you know, that whole aura of it or something. But there's a few songs where I'm mad. And that oh, is you, you, Teen like, Lovers. Balloons. Dude, yeah. Balloons. Yeah. Dude. It's so bad. And then then fucking one of the most offensive, offensive Michael Jackson ripoffs with murder. Like, let's, yeah. just, let's make a Michael Jackson song now, except it's going to suck. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. We already got like the disco stuff. Let's try to be like Mike. And then. Uh, but yeah, even even in the terms of like Michael Jackson ripoffs, it's like again you just go listen to like Bruno Mars or something. Yeah, at least he's got like multi-genre type of shit in his in his sound. I don't like him, but like I appreciate that there's more there. Yeah, uh, um, Fernando Pando's. Oh boy, I hesitate to call it a good song, but it, it's if I had to like. Go ahead. Which I did have to compile. <laughs> yeah. The good songs from this album, I would say that's... One of them? One of them. It's the... It's the... It brings in acoustic guitars. It's the first ballady type thing ever for this band. Uh, it is insanely appropriate of the era. Yes. <laughs> it's not unique in any way. Sure, it's nice, but it's also pissing me off. It's also pissing me off. And... And by the end of it, I, I was pretty, I was pretty livid. I fucking hate that song. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Like, it, dude, it's like let's let's make something a little bit more emotional at this time. All right, what a, Fernando Pando. What about those uh the the farty guitar noises on uh, Radio Christine? Uh, I didn't even it didn't even stick out to me. It felt more of the same. The only thing that stuck out to me about that song, I actually did kind of like a couple of the vocal lines in the verse. Mm-hmm. And that's, but that's pretty much it. I mean, it was I literally just like two vocal lines. I don't know what the guitar tone is called, but uh, it's kind of like, all like, <laughs> it's <all> like <laughs> boiling water. Yeah, it sounds like boiling water. <laughs> I probably didn't even do it good. It sounds like farts. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> sounds like I'm like O and O for weird sounds. On Definitely. This episode. Yeah. Um, or one and one. Or sorry, O or, or O and two. two. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, we. Um, you have no excuse. You like sports. I, I was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's Owen too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then it's over. And then it's over. It's 35 minutes and it's a very long 35 minutes to me. <laughs> and, and like, it sounds like we're, we're, we're just shitting on it and not talk, talking about much, but you heard the there, opening track. That's the album. That's like every fucking song is like that. There isn't much to talk about. And then on top of that, you heard that song. You've heard this man's quotes. Do you think... Oh, the lyrics. Are, or the quotes you just read. Right, 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 right. What Do you think this guy is making music that we can fucking talk about it's at It's not length? really dissectable. Um, because... So anybody who's listened to the show before knows how 
we go pretty deep with, with whatever we're hearing, but I particularly get obsessed with little sounds mm-hmm. and things in the mix. That's why I'm such when a big, they're interesting. Yeah. It's such why I'm such a big fan of, of Paramore's self-titled album because the mixing is incredible. It's done by the guy from failure. Also there, you, there you go. You, you need to like drop these like pop references in so they can be like, Oh, they just still like that type of music. Look, that's a great, the Paramore album is fucking fantastic. And go. it's mixed like a fucking monster. There are so many little, Amazing sounds like coming in and out, mm-hmm. uh, weird fuzzy ass distortions, like heavy, crazy fuzz bass and stuff, like in pop music, which is incredible. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. Like there's nothing interesting about the way it's produced, the way it's arranged, the way it's written. It's it's glossy, shiny, generic by the numbers dog shit. I can't take it. There it is. Ah, I tried, man. I fucking tried. But we got one more, and this next one's a little different. <laughs> It's a little different. Oh, shit. Before. What's going on? Oh, you, you got unplugged? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh, so before we move on to the next one, there's one brief quote about this this first album from, from Coming. Uh, he says, this is, oh, my God. I mean, all you know, his quotes are all the same, but this is what he's talking about around this time period. He says, quote, when I started, I was at a very different place in my life. It was that mid-period. The city was half the way I remembered remembered it and half this thing that was changing radically. Still, my peers were all around. We were making our way in the world. So maybe it felt like we were participating in the changes. Way to say nothing while saying a bunch of words. Oh, you mean the passage of time? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sometimes we grow older with time. And things change, man. <laughs> it sucks. All right. <laughs> uh, actually, there's one more quote about the song "Rich." The song "Rich Girls," but it's like I mean, the, this is the funnest part of the episode. Is just quoting quote, this. Uh, <laughs> this is his quote about the song "Rich Girls." Growing up in the city gives you a unique opportunity to rub shoulders with people from radically different backgrounds. You've got to make your own way, and money's never come between any friends of mine. The song is about people from different backgrounds sharing the same perspective. That's a fucking lie. He's he's never talked to anyone lighter than Mike's skin color. I'm going to guess. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I, uh, I, t- I tan well, but I'm pretty fair skinned. Yeah. Uh, and also, even I was being generous, I could have said my skin tone. Yours, Alan, yours yeah. is a little bit up there. Yours yeah, yeah. is pretty pale. Yeah. Uh, just in the winter, I get I get around that. <laughs> uh, it's those Mexican genetics, dude. I got fucking good tan genetics. There you go. Uh, but we got one more album five years later. Pretty big, uh, pretty big jump. And this is where they go to Cult Records, which is, like we said earlier, owned by Julian Casablancas. And... Well, I guess this, we might as well just jump into this. This is 2013, Strike Gently. Let me crank it one. I was like, this one might, maybe, maybe, maybe be better. I thought maybe too. It's not. I think the album is better, but only for very specific reasons. Hold on. And here, everybody, he's doing it right now as he's singing, but he gets worse later on. He's now Tom Petty, everybody. Hey, it's Tom Petty reincarnated. Yeah, Tom Petty, Lou Lou Reed. Also, I guess the, this new band is slightly better musicians. They notice it. They're fine. They're yeah. all fine. They're all good. I was pretty welcomed by this song because it sounds nothing like the funky dog shit. <laughs> and I just I prefer dad rock to that shit. Sure. As a bias. The, the problem is there's one mode. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Alright, now he's uh, emulating Tom Petty in every song. Some of them are worse than others. Uh, that song was like a, a decent representation. Some of the ones, oh, man, what are the ones that get really fucking bad? Like Figure on the Ice, I think, is one of the... Oh, yeah. That First one, of all, that song is fucking awful. That one, yeah, made me think more like a solo Lou Reed album. Right. Flash- Flashbacks, Memories, and Dreams is another really bad bad ripoff of Petty's vocals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I reluctantly gave that best, like, my favorite song on the album. Really? Then, I mean, not by much. Um, 
Uh, Wheel of Fortune is like. Yeah, that's the opener. But no, the. Oh, oh, shit. Is it not? The primary. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Fortune like, yeah. man, that's like blatant, like Springsteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Specifically, the Springsteen song, I'm on Fire. Well, there it is. Got a full on citation. Uh, so this was produced by Gus Oberg, uh, who's no surprise there. Uh, produced the Strokes, Natalie uh, Imbruglia, and oh, Turbo yeah. Negro. Uh, all stuff that we're big fans of, obviously. Um, being sarcastic. I saw Turbo Negro once. I felt like they played the same song for 30 minutes straight. Who, who's to say they didn't? Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of them. I can't judge. They might have. Uh, They're a, like a, a Bam Margera band. Like they got a little popular because like because yeah. of his brother because bam was just like dude you gotta listen to turbo negro yeah. and then he proceeded to ruin his career and his life uh sorry <laughs> uh this is it was mastered by ryan smith who did britney spears elton john creed talking heads lamb of god and nirvana so i mean that's pretty what Im- yeah. impressive <laughs> eclectic kind of hell like. yeah ryan smith generic name wonderful discography wonderful uh so there's a lot of sax on here. I mean, apparently, it's done by Arno Heck or Hetch, um, who's done Tom Waits. Apparently, according to Tom, he's played on fucking Rain Dogs. Um, James Brown, Cameo, The Rolling Stones, Billy Joel. Uh, and apparently, he's uh, he's like he's a, he played a big important part in Rollins Band. So yeah. when we cover Rollins Band, I think I figured they would see it again. He probably used this like a New York City like session musician. Probably. I'm but, assuming. Yeah, most likely. But still really good. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so let's just talk. I'm so like happy that Tom got the exact. He just had the same response that we're having right now from these quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. Uh, they asked coming about the, the long break between albums. And this is his quote. I guess it took me a while to lose and regain my sanity. Again. That's it. I, yeah. You mean the stealing with life? And Tom says, fucking poets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not exactly. Oh, boy. So uh, on the approach for the new album, because this one obviously is very different, he says, it was different. For this one, we just took the songs that we were writing pretty much all through the recording and we played them live in a really small room. So you're ch- so you, you mean hold on you mean to tell me that to record this album you took the songs that you wrote and you play them live and you hit record Whoa. wild dude wild whoa whoa oh my god mind blown fuck this guy <laughs> no man I hope he sees he's not real there's no way he's a real person I don't want anybody in this band to see this is not it's not it doesn't matter it, it, it doesn't matter I. Sometimes I'm like, there's real people on the other end of this, and I'm a, a little conscious. But I, I have no desire to to hurt feelings, regardless of how I feel about the person. I have no interest in that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I I rather just not have the association. <laughs> I rather him not know who we are. I feel happier <laughs> with that space. <laughs> I'm just saying, if if he coming my way oh lord god i'm ready <laughs> right. for it i hate you just as much as him now yeah, for that fucking yeah. pun so what else about this album is, is offensive i'll tell you one the length of every song is now oh they're of five way minutes. too long they're way too long every song goes on at least twice as long as it should at least the last album they were pretty succinct but i did enjoy two things and i don't i say that with a fucking tiniest of grains of salt or hugest of grains of salt. I don't know how that fruit, that fucking idiom works. Uh, Travel Express for me is, I would say, offensively predictable. Like it, most of these songs, you you know I, exactly where every everything is going. It, the second it starts. Yeah. But that one is like, don't do it. Don't do it. We all know where it's going. Don't I really, do it. I really hate that song. And then they do it, and it sucks. Yeah. But I think it has some nice moments in uh, in between, uh, kind of spaced out in between them. Uh, I'll acknowledge what it does well, but that main riff is dog shit. It's still completely derivative of other stuff. That's a lot better. And not to mention that is one of the most egregious petty petty copycat vocals in the whole on the whole album. I think that might be the worst one yeah, for the vocals right there. Um, and the other one that I don't mind as much is the beggar, which is. Too long, too hey, too long. Yeah. But uh, it's like it's darker, it's more dynamic, it's still predictable, and it's still mediocre by every standard except for the one set by this shitty album. <laughs> like, 
Oh my god! Yeah. I, I knew we were gonna go hard. I didn't know we were gonna go this hard. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna go this hard. I just kind of felt like, oh, you're doing this shitty dad rock. Uh, I wrote. Uh, it sounds like an oxymoron if you don't like the genre, but it's like shitty yacht rock. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, that one, I was just like, oh, now you're now you're dipping into the police a little bit, dude. You want to hear shitty yacht rock? What good is Moonlight? Is shitty yacht rock so bad? I mean, that's fucking real eighties Kenny Loggins shit, except without an ounce of catchiness. Dude, Kenny Loggins fucking write a mean hook. Has has has. And has. Uh, also, uh, yeah. also, Kenny Loggins. Uh, I don't know if he was raised, but I believe he was born in Alhambra or is from oh, really? Alhambra. So. Oh, that's a stone store from us. Holy shit. Yeah, super random. Don't Crazy. know when we're going to talk about Kenny Loggins again. So. That's a good... I mean, I'm, I'm happy to know that fact. Yeah. Uh, the last quarter or so of this album, like the last four or five songs, every song is like five minutes. Yeah. And it, it really... It really drags out that, that final chunk. And the last two tracks, I think, are, are some of the most offensive about that. Because Amelia is both. No, wait, fuck it. Both of them. Both, <laughs> both Amelia and Blue Rose Tattoo. Ton of Southern rock. Like, mm-hmm. sk- like Skinner style Southern rock. Mm-hmm. But with nothing that makes those bands charming. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Skinner fan, but like I appreciate what they do. And I, there's a couple songs that like, you got to give it up for. You can un- yeah, you can understand the yes. appeal. And I know where the merit is. This is just, I I heard some Skinner and I'm going to try some Skinner. This is like... Ooh. It's like a, it's literally a model trying to play Skinner. That's <laughs> yeah. what this fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> this band sounds exactly how I thought it would sound. Dude, something about models. Like, I've met models that are very cool people, for sure. Like, great people. I've met this kind of model. Yes. And, and this is, like, uh, this is years ago. It was at an open mic where I would, I'd be mingling with, like, brand new comics as well as musicians. And you get some real fucking characters, some real weirdos, too. Some real, some really talented people, some really not mm-hmm. so talented people. One of these guys was a model who came to LA to model failed immediately and tried comedy. He was so like, I mean, first of all, not a fucking all funny, the cli- all the cliches, not a funny bone in his fucking body. Sure. Great looking dude. Sure. I can see why he came out here to be a model. Not funny, even a little bit obnoxious. And, uh, so I, I, I made friends with this, this girl, she was a comic pretty, pretty, uh, like, like early on. And, She's funny. She's very smart. She's brutal and kind of to the point. And this guy is up there and he's bombing. And he he goes off. He has a horrible set. She goes up. She's doing all right. He fucking heckles. He says something like like kind of like like backhanded trying to be funny. And she just fucking tore into him for like the next like, you know, two minutes. And it was one of the most satisfying, hilarious things because like, yeah, you can't just jump into a thing you don't know anything about and expect to be good at it because people treated you well because you were good looking. Yes. Like it's not the same thing. Also, also, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like coming out to the big city and modeling blows up. You bet. You better be ready to do that porn because that's Ooh. that's your number two. That's your number two. Y'all, y'all see Midnight Cowboy? Mm, yeah, mm. it's not. It's not comedy. It's not acting. It's not being in a fucking band. Sound that ass? Well, unless you get very lucky, like Coming did here. Yes, and, and meet. Uh, well, he was kind of a successful. He was. Model. A, yeah, yeah, very successful. Uh, sure, he's a great looking guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this cool. song blows. I, I did. I do like it better than the last one, but just. For the simple fact that I prefer Petty Springsteen Dad Rock over the fucking funky white stroke stuff of the early 2000s any day. Um, just a preference. But they're both, you know, if you... Uh, both dull, forgettable products of the... Also, we should say these motherfuckers were like no shortage of press and money behind them. They were all on every late night show. They fucking, you know had a few songs go down as like best song of the year it, not like number one but yeah. you know it's so like ah, <laughs> fucking shit that's frustrating you know it's, it's it's bands like this and stories like this that like that actually make me appreciate everything else because without let's just say injustices <laughs> like the success of this band <laughs> 
you you can't appreciate the 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 Charles Bradleys. It, it makes you love the Charles Bradleys. Yes, because if there was no sort of comparison of like, look at these fucking guy like Silver Spoon in his mouth, Days Born, Silver Platter, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Without those, the fucking the real success stories, the ones who worked at it, the fucking mastodons, man, the fucking mm. the Charles Bradleys, like though, yeah, like so you don't. To, to plan you, anything in your life is a stupid and hilariously foolish endeavor. You just move, and whatever comes in your way, that's now your way. Whatever stands in your way is now the way. And sometimes it's real easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it ain't. It doesn't fucking matter. It matters what you make. Sometimes you need all the manure for the most beautiful black rose to, to sprout. Only for him to die very quickly after his success. <laughs> Look, he was in his mid-60s. I knew everyone should have known it. It's why I went to see him yes. three times. Because I'm like, this guy is not long for this world anymore. Please, everyone watch the Charles Bradley episode. It's one of our least performing episodes in our in the entire history of this podcast. Better, better musician, more interesting. You could just read about that guy's backstory yep. and never fucking listen to his music. And it's fucking amazing. And if you even like the hint, slightest hint of soul, you'll love his music. He's fucking awesome. Yes. It's fucking awesome. Hell All yeah. right. Let's go listen to fucking Charles Bradley. And yeah. Turns the power a little bit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, after this, uh, coming went solo. Uh, according to, to, to Wiki, his first major performance was at 2014 Bonnaroo, uh, which is, uh, all right, very cool, very cool. It says later, he was later featured in Richard Hell's um, Night Out with Richard Hell series, which was held at uh, New York City Symphony Space and was a two-hour conversation between Hell and Coming that touched upon music, art, There's film. No, sorry, I mean, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. There's no way. There's no way that lasted two hours. And if it did, I'm going to say it's 95% Richard Hell. Gotta be. I mean, the, the man is a, is a wild man. He's a wild man. I like his voice. I like yeah. his speaking voice. I like his speaking voice yeah. quite a bit. It's very slurry. Very Cut, slurry. I don't think Lispy. coming has like two hours of words in him, let alone conversation. Sure, she didn't have two hours of music in this entire discography. That's for no. sure. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. We're just, uh, he releases yeah his his debut solo album, which is called uh, Out Calls Only, uh, in twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, and they they got some good press, like you mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, who who fucking cares? He's open for for Brandon Flowers of the Killers. Which, I mean, all rubbing elbows with people that you'd expect them to rub elbows with. Yep. Uh, and all bands I don't really like, but I appreciate them a lot, a lot more. Now. I can say the Killers write good pop music, at least. Yeah, it's yeah. not for me, but I get it. Yeah, there's always there's, just because we don't like something doesn't mean we don't appreciate where it is in, in space and time. Also, there's, this a, there's just something about a band being native to Las Vegas that is just rubs me the wrong way for some. Oh, you don't like desert people? I, I've never heard of, but. Oh, you mean no, like, like the, just the people the, from the desert? No, no, not really. But uh, <laughs> you hear that? Alex is racist. Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, I can't think of very many bands in general from Vegas. Yeah, it's really only the Killers. Like, huh. yeah, because I, I mean, my go-to is is hardcore punk because that's yeah. where. I, but I can't think of a single Vegas hardcore punk band. There's, huh. there's already too much entertainment out there. You can't really like how are the locals supposed to compete with that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I sure guess. there's you, scenes you, and all that, but you get people t- from all kinds of random places, man. I guess in terms of like, you know, popularity and generating like a buzz for yourself. It's what I'm, what yeah, I'm there's, a, there's also not a lot of, at least I can't think of very many now of like LA native bands. Um, we're this old. We're just old. Yeah, for we're sure. Old. And of course, all my references come from the 80s and Harker Pong, and there was a lot of Valley Native bands, but that's a different different scene entirely. The only one I can think of is uh, Melted Bodies, who I like briefly talked about, but never... Oh yeah, the, the 2020 album, right? Yeah. They're fucking weird. Wild shout, band. Shout out to Melted Bodies. Wild band. I don't know how you guys happened in LA, but shout out to you. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, you really don't have any fucking idea, because you get the... the this is one of the of the extreme. You get, I mean, he's not from LA, but the 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 one end of what you expect to come out of a major city mm-hmm. that's known for its music and art, whatever the bullshit. Uh, you like, oh yeah, this guy 
didn't try. He was like, he's fully ingrained in the, 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 the image of it and the fucking culture behind it. And then you get people who also from the same city who do the crazy. I mean, I'm pretty sure Swans are from New York, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, a little different, a little different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, well, I'm, and it's, We've been saying pretty much the whole episode, you got to have a shitty life. (laughs) You got to have to suffer. Uh, I mean, that's that's a very generalized and and blanketed thing that's not accurate entirely. But there's there's a lot of stuff in there where you don't know what you need to fix until it's called out very harshly. Like to be put on the spot and, and feel like you are a failure will make you better. It. I mean, it's just... It's an unfortunate side effect of becoming a better musician, person, artist, fucking entrepreneur, anything. You have to be put, told you fucking suck. You ha- it has to happen. This, uh, so the virgins, you fucking suck. I'm yeah. fucking here's, your, here's your slice of humble pie. Fucking <laughs> eat it up. And even though one of them passed away, and I'm uh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry about that. <laughs> you get you. you. The, other, the rest of you. Yeah. The uh, rest of you. You fucking eat your humble pie. You like it. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thank you, Arasha, for requesting this uh, this wonderful, wonderful episode. I'm sure you didn't enjoy it that much, but we did what we can. We fucking listened to these albums multiple times. Uh, yeah, and everyone else, if you want to hang out with us and you liked our shit talking, if you want to hear more, and, and honestly, we don't even go this hard almost ever. We rarely, rarely go this hard. When was the last time we went this hard? Was fucking Pokemon Tree? Like, that's how yeah. long it's been since we've yeah. gone this hard. Because uh, odds are, you know, on that Silly Dan episode, I liked it. Thing is, I they're, went they're, I went hard on Steely Dan, but yeah. even then, like, I'm not gonna deny that these guys are fucking incredible at that thing, that weird fucking thing that I hate. <laughs> yeah, God. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, drop a like if you like it. Subscribe if you want to hang out for longer. Leave comments. Talk shit to us. Appease the almighty, all-consuming, all-knowing, all-evil algorithm. And uh, help us get seen by others if you feel so inclined to do so. You can find a Spotify playlist link on the Virgins in the description. Got plays associated with basically every episode. You can find all those at everyallmember.com. And if you want to request artists for us, just like Arasio, patreon.com slash everyallmember. You get bonus episodes, early access to the Loose Ends episodes, discounts off our merch, 20% off all our merch. Uh, you get to see our schedule in advance. You can also get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. And if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, you get to actually request artists like this. Uh, I've been getting a lot of like emails and stuff. I mean, I mean I mean, that's the only way. Patreon is the only way we'll do requests. Like, closed, everything is, all requests are closed except for Patreon from this point on. Uh, and it's been that way for, for a while now. So I don't think people listen to these plugs. <laughs> uh, they just fucking email. But I appreciate the emails regardless. Uh, and uh, yeah, follow me on all social media at Panda Monkey. You follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncher. Please check out my debut EP, Pander Monkey, uh, which you can find a link to in the description as well. It is not quite sounding like this. It's not very poppy. It's very post-rocky and heavy, and it's got many layers and instruments, and I find it to be uh, something I enjoyed more, <laughs> and I'm proud of it. Check it out if you feel so inclined to do so there as well. Uh, Check out our. I keep saying check out. And I, I, I'm saying too many of the same words I've been talking to. Uh, That's because you've plays. been reading quotes by a simpleton. Oh my god, my simpleton brain has gotten even simpler. Please check out and follow our history guy Tom Osmond on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Tom Osmond Sounds, as well as his Substack, TomOsmond.substack.com. Oh wait, or is it Substack.tom? Nope, TomOsmond.substack.com. Uh, and his debut album as well. So much for all on day's work, which you can find a link to in the description as well as everything else, everything else, everything else. Okay. Now, this is the hardest part of the episode. I disagree. It's easy. Easy? I found a solution. You found a solution. I'm going to pull the first album up because those songs are short. Yes. And I'm going to hit shuffle. And that's the solution to the problem. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> So this is okay. We have covered this is episode one hundred forty-four. Sorry, one hundred forty-five. Yes, we've we've done one hundred and forty-five bands. We've always picked a song. We've we've had many that we hated. Yes, we always found at least one song that we liked. Just one nugget. This is the first episode in the first band where we don't have a single song that we like. This to show you how samey these songs are. I'm. Also, there's there's uh, the EP versions on here. I don't care. I bet they're the same. I can hit shuffle, and it's going to be the same. We're going to hit shuffle. And, and thank then- you so much for listening and watching. See ya. Oh,
Notes push and shove down the street And the bus fume haze They're building for a new day What will become of you and me My love I wanna shout from the roof Now these things that just don't do Will they wait for me and you? Gonna leave us both behind Oh girl She said, man, I don't wanna play around with words I just wanna lay with you I can't solve the problems in this world It's breaking my bread in two Good night.